Hey, y'all. Happy Friday. Welcome to another fantastic podcast of The Daily Mind. I'm back. Um, take two days off. Like I said, you know, I'm not trying to do an episode every day anymore. Um, trying to spread it out. I've mentioned that many, 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 many times. Anyway, how's everyone's week? Um, now finally reaching the weekend. And this is a weekend, um, a big one indeed for the film industry. Um Hopefully you guys will take advantage of this in some capacity. Um, <clears throat> two big movies are being released, if not already released. I went to go see one of them last night, and I've been waiting for this movie forever. And when this week showed up, it rolled around. I was super, super excited. So I went to go see Oppenheimer last night, um, and I was just captivated. It's probably one of the best documentary or bio movies I've seen in quite some time i'm not even exaggerating um three hours though this movie is three hours but i'm telling you it's probably the most captivating three hours you'll ever sit through in a movie in a movie theater um it's a it's a great movie i i advise everybody if you're caught up in the whole barbenheimer's thing i i definitely you need to definitely go see that um so it's three hours it was three hours long and it didn't just tell all of his story in los alamos um, it told his upbringing, well, not since he was a kid, but, you know, his uh, his pupil days in school and then leading up to Los Alamos and then the end result of it all in his creation. I'm not spoiling anything, no spoilers, um, but I will say go see this movie. I went, you know, my wife and I, we went to go see it. Um, some some places it opened up a little early. It officially comes out today. And uh, we went and <laughs> as soon as we got there, we just seen people in pink. A lot of people in pink, men, women, kids, big, like, like legit Barbie fans. You know, you could tell who who's uh, had a few Barbie dolls back in their day. And um, it was just crazy. Uh, it was just the, the atmosphere was pretty, pretty dope. We, there was one lady that was dressed up as a uh, go-go Barbie, uh, like a 1960s era Barbie. And I thought that was cool. I seen this elderly couple. They had uh, a Ken, you know, the husband had a Ken t-shirt and she had a Barbie t-shirt. I, I like that. You know, I mean, I'm not a. Huge Barbie fan, but you know everybody's caught up in this Barbenheimer um, thing that's happening here. Um, it's funny because I got a T-shirt I ordered last week uh, off of Amazon. It's a custom um, Oppenheimer T-shirt, but it's really it's a Barbie shirt. But instead of Barbie in the picture with the logo, it has Oppenheimer in the picture. And people were just like looking at my shirt, and they wanted to ask me like, where the hell, where the fuck you get this shirt from? Like that's that's a pretty interesting shirt. Kids were looking at it, and they were pretty confused because they probably don't know who the hell. J. Robert Oppenheimer is. But anyway, it's a great movie. Um, Tonight, me and my wife are supposed to go see Barbie. I know me going to see Barbie is crazy, but it can't be that bad. It looks pretty good, and it's got a big cult following right now in terms of people like going to the theater. So, I mean, I I'll check it out. It's something different, you know, something to set the tone from Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer had me like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, man, the visuals, the sound. And I, I will say this, though, real quick before I move on. If you go see Oppenheimer, do not, I mean, if you can afford it, mind you, okay? I'm not I'm not trying to push you, but if you can see it in IMAX or RPX, or depending on what special version in your theater, opt for it if you can pay for it. Now, if not, then just watch the standard version. It'll capture you the same. But, you know, when I went to go see it in RPX, you know, the sound was fucking crazy. And it had the nice reclined seats. You know, it was dope. Pay a little extra, of course. You know, you got to pay extra for luxuries. But, you know, that's probably the best way to see it is an IMAX or an RPX sound or or whatever. Either way, despite what movie you go see, go watch both of the movies. Go watch one and enjoy it. 
Because just, you know, like three years ago, we couldn't even like go to the fucking movies. So um, definitely enjoy it. And they were both, uh, Oppenheimer was just an awesome movie. I might do a review on that at some point, but um, for now, I'm just going to move on with uh, Phobias Part 2. Um, there's two episodes left to the season, and I don't want to stretch Phobias to uh, a Part 3. So what I'm going to do, even if it extends past 30 minutes, I'm going to finish up the Phobia list, and then the next episode is going to be my top 10 uh, podcast episodes um, these past, well, damn near 10 seasons now. That will be the, the next episode after this one. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. Now, I think I left off at, um because it was a list of 100, courtesy of uh, fearof.net. And I think I left off somewhere around, uh, where was I? Oh, I think I was at number 69. Yeah, because the last one I left off was catatrophobia, uh, the fear of mirrors. Okay, so I got 69 I need to get through. Okay, either way, I'm going to get through it because I, I don't see this going into a part three. I really don't want it to go into a part three because I want to finish up the season with uh, with that special episode of my top 10 podcast episodes. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to get into it. Number 69 is Musophobia, uh, the fear of mice. I think anybody is generally afraid of rodents to a point unless you're uh, a lab rat or you're Steve Urkel. Um, it says here, the fear of mice. Some people find mice cute, but phobics don't. I think it's just the overall fear of them crawling on you. I don't think anyone, and even regardless if you have the phobia or not, I don't think anybody wants mice to crawl on them in any sort of fashion. <laughs> um, I don't have a phobia of mice. But hell, I don't want none of them crawling on me if I can help it. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a very common phobia. Uh, this next one is equinophobia, the fear of horses. Um, wow, fear of horses. That's a new one. Um, it says animal phobias are pretty common, especially for women. Um, equinophobia, that's um, that's different. I guess um, the only way I can see you being afraid of a horse is, again, going back to a trauma where you might have felt fallen off a horse or whatever the case is or something happened to your horse or something like that. I've heard of people being afraid of dogs, cats, mice, but I've never heard of anyone being afraid of a horse. And again, that sounds like something that's tied to childhood trauma or just maybe you're just afraid of their size. I've never heard of anyone or even know anyone that's afraid of a horse, but I'm pretty sure it's out there. There are people out there because if it wasn't, it wouldn't have made this list. Uh, let's see. Uh, phasmophobia, uh, the fear of ghosts, a.k.a. spectrophobia. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Um... If, it depends. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people don't believe in ghosts. They don't believe in the paranormal. Uh, some people do. Okay, and I guess this would affect more for people that do believe in ghosts and whether or not they are excited to, to somehow encounter a ghost or they're just afraid of ghosts. I mean, I'm not a big into a paranormal activity. I do believe it exists. I mean, you sit home one day. And just find things randomly moved around and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I do believe it to a point. Now, my cousin, who's also a big Ghostbusters fan, is very big on ghosts and uh, paranormal activity. That's always been his thing. Uh, for me, like I said, I do believe in, an, like, there's something, like, somebody's trying to communicate with us uh, beyond life. It, I, I, I believe it. But no, I'm not afraid of ghosts. No pun intended. Uh, number 66, Sebophobia. The fear of food. 
Okay, the phobia may come from a bad episode while eating like choking. I gave an example of this um, from the from the TV show Young Sheldon, where Sheldon damn near died choking on food, and he was afraid to eat. And the only way he could eat was that he had to blend the food. I mean, he like for example, he'd take like meatloaf and mashed potatoes, put it in the blender, liquefy it, and eat it. It was the only way he couldn't eat anything solid. Now this, I can understand, simply because um, you know, it could have been a life and death experience where um, you know, you not you don't want to eat again. You don't trust anything else going in your mouth, where you might feel like you might just die. So, I mean, I can totally understand that, uh, that phobia. Uh, this next one, uh, solarophobia, the fear of crime, um, involves being afraid of burglars, attackers, or crime in general. I don't think that's more, I think there are some people that's a little too paranoid about what's going on in the street, either, you know, based on the news they're hearing outside or, um, <laughs> or just maybe something that happened to them at some point before. I can totally see that, uh, understand this phobia, especially nowadays. Uh, let's see. Number 64, Sidonglobophobia. Uh, the fear of cotton balls, people. The fear of cotton balls or plastic foams. I kid you not, I think there was an episode, some talk show where somebody, it might have even been Maury or something like that, where this person was afraid of um, aluminum foil. I don't know, maybe the texture, the shininess behind aluminum foil, perhaps. Uh, this person was afraid of aluminum foil okay uh this next one uh let's see here this one speaks for itself banana phobia the fear of bananas the only opposition i heard of bananas is like my dad he's allergic to bananas he doesn't fear them he just gets sick if he eats them so um i don't know why somebody would be afraid of, of a banana unless you played uh mario kart and you always slip on those motherfuckers or Perhaps you almost choked on a banana. There's only two reasons why I could see somebody legitimately afraid of a banana. Other than that, there's no reason to be afraid of a banana. Unless you want to OD on potassium or whatever. Uh, number 62. This is a pretty common phobia, I believe. Zoophobia. The fear of animals. Both vile and harmless. I guess because even the most harmless animal in your mind, you're probably thinking that this animal can still hurt you. Very much possible. Okay, maybe not in the way like a lion would hurt you, but um, definitely um, there's always that realm of possibility. Um, <clears throat> this all, this next one, number 61, also speaks for itself. Uh, Motophobia, the fear of moths. The only thing I fear, my wife hates these things because there's that, uh, that general consensus that they eat clothes. Like they put holes in clothes and stuff like that. And, and people don't like to use mothballs because they smell kind of weird. Um, I don't, I'm not fearful of moths. I smack the shit out of them every single time they're flying around me. I just, I guess in the back of my mind, I kind of have that idea that perhaps maybe they might eat my clothes too. And I just don't want them near me in any sort of way. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't have a phobia, but you know, still now this one is kind of funny, but it's also not funny. Uh, number 60, a Chandra, a Chandraplasiophobia. I've pronounced it the best way I could. The fear of little people. Yes, the fear of little people as they look different. Okay, so for lack of a better term, dwarf people who um, are short or like suffer from dwarfism, right? They have these characteristics of like a big head, big forehead, bow-legged, um, kind of like a bulldogish type build. People fear that. 
I don't know why. I mean, I I don't see any issue with it. I I know a person that I was afraid of goats because of the shape of their pupils. Yeah, like the shape of their pupils. He he hate even looking at a goat. But um, I never heard of anybody that is afraid of um, people who suffer from dwarfism. That's something new. Again, I wanted to go through this whole list simply because I want to see. I, you know, this phobia is on this list I have never heard of before. That is one of them. All right, so the next one, um, ichthyophobia. Um, the fear of fish includes small, large, dead, and living. I can understand that. I've, I've seen pranks where, like, parents would chase their kids around with, like, dead crabs or crabs that's alive and fish. I think that really what that comes down to. Or just simply eating fish and the, and the possibility of choking on a bone. Not all fish come prepared with bone. Okay, just to make sense. Um... I don't know, small, large. Some fish just look even creepy, too. I'll be honest with you. There's some creepy-looking uh, fish. And maybe that could be a thing, too. Maybe that could be the reason why. Um, mm, this one, I believe, strongly probably came from Chucky. Uh, pediophobia, the fear of dolls. Um, I think when Chucky came out, I think that induced a fear um, when it comes to certain dolls. Okay, um, I think a lot of kids after Chucky probably didn't want a, another doll in any capacity ever again on the count that the doll can potentially become alive and kill you. <laughs> That's what I mean. Chucky was a possessed doll, though. I mean, no, no doll is going to wake up and just come after you. But uh, a lot of kids and even like adults now, they think, you know, they probably afraid of the dolls for that reason um, because of the Chucky movie or maybe some other crazy reason why they they don't like dolls. I'm pretty sure there's more than one reason. Number 57, latrophobia, the fear of doctors. Um, I think that could be virtually anybody uh, because doctors don't always bring good news. So, I mean, or they might find something that maybe you either didn't know about or don't even want to hear about. Uh, it says, um, do you delay doctor visits? You might have this, latrophobia. I don't have latrophobia. I mean, I don't like going to the doctor, but if I have to, I will. Okay, and, and I suggest this phobia or not if something's wrong with you you probably should go uh to the doctor and get checked out uh this next one um kesardrophobia um kesardophobia the fear of cockroaches i think this is anyone um cockroach especially if you're from like the projects or whatever or somewhere where there's like a lot of roaches um in my building there was a lot of roaches uh growing up and they were everywhere and who wants a roach fucking crawling on them or a roach crawling out of your cereal box or or something crazy like that. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a phobia of these little motherfuckers, but I don't want them around me either. It hasn't gotten to that point, thank goodness. Um, this next one, I'm going to try my best to pronounce it. Uh, Athazargoraphobia, the fear of being forgotten or not remembering things. I think that's something you probably develop as you get older. Um, as you know, a lot of, uh, the elderly, unfortunately get thrown in like nursing homes or like their family don't contact them as much. Or, um, I think a lot of people fear that when they get older, I think that's why now they try to stay relevant to as many people as possible so that when they get older, they still know people and people may not forget about them, but that's not how that works. People can just forget about you regardless. Things happen in life where people drift away and, you know, they put, they're passed aside and they're friends and they got to go take on some uh, something else. It happens. I mean, 
you, you, <laughs> whether or not you've forgotten or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't, whether, I mean, I, I grew up a loner, so if somebody forgets about me, then whatever, but, um, I think that's a phobia that's associated as, you know, it goes with the whole getting old thing. Uh, number 54, galliophobia, uh, the fear of sharks. Um, I think that's a lot of, uh, well, a lot of people in some capacity fear sharks, but I guess it's to a point where if you go to the beach, you don't even touch the water. And I think that's also a fear that came about when Jaws came out years and years ago. I think when Jaws came out, I think a lot of people were way more weary, excuse me, about getting into the water just simply because they think a shark is going to eat them. It's possible. Um, this next one, number 53, rhinophobia, the fear of frogs. Um, I guess that goes back to the whole, hey, frogs give you warts kind of deal, which is not always the case. I don't know. I mean, I haven't touched a frog um, recently, but that was always like the thought that, you know, frogs give you warts. Uh, don't touch them. They're icky. Some are poisonous kind of deal. So I can see where that phobia comes from. Uh, number 52, pyrophobia, the fear of fire. Um, if you're a firefighter and you have this phobia, you are in the wrong profession. Now, of course, you're going to have a natural fear of fire and what it can do. But if it's to the point where you don't even want to go near that shit, you shouldn't probably be a firefighter. But this could also be from a trauma where you've gotten burned, your house burned down, uh, maybe even being abused, you know, in some way where that has to revolve around fire where, like, you can't fuck with it at all. Like, you couldn't even cook unless the stove was electric. That is, that is how deep um, such a fear, I believe, of fire can go. Uh, number 51, anatidophobia, the fear of ducks. How the fuck are you afraid of ducks? I can't even see where that would originate where a duck would cause you such a fear. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's an origin to everything. If, if you guys are afraid of ducks, like, no shit, email me, the Daily Mind Podcast at gmail.com. Email me. I mean, that I gotta, that I, that's a story I would love to hear how that uh, particular uh, phobia developed. It's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. Number 51. Anatidophobia, the no, I already read that one. Sorry. Uh, number fifty, um, compoundophobia, the fear of buttons. You know, it's funny. I've heard that one before too. That people fear buttons. I'm not sure why. I guess it's just maybe the design of it. Maybe I don't know. That one is kind of a hard one to press on to see. Um, how did that come about? Uh, number forty nine, a fib, um, apophobia, the fear of bees. Yeah, that I can understand bees. Bees suck. If you ever been stung by a bee before, it sucks. I've been stung by a wasp. That sucked. And uh, yeah, I can understand the fear of bees. And that that phobia can potentially keep you from going outdoors most times too, especially uh, to like parks and hikes and stuff like that. Just simply because you're afraid of bees, and you know you think a bee is going to sting you. Uh, number forty-eight, gynophobia. Wow, this one, the fear of women. Men, guys, we we fear women in many ways, but uh. I'm not sure how this ties into play. It could be a past trauma as a kid. You know, one being abused by their mother quite a bit to where... And I think something like that even becomes a trust issue where they don't even trust women anymore. They don't even want to be near women anymore or whatever the case is. Or someone who's been falsely accused of something by a woman. I think that's one thing that keeps them away. But there's also that, that sort of fear of... Uh, wanting to date a woman because i guess that's just more of a personal confidence issue but those other things i've listed before can definitely play into the whole gynophobia thing 
Now, this next one, um, I believe I sometimes kind of think about this too. Um, somnophobia, the fear of sleep. Um, because for some people, they fear that they may never wake up again. And that's a scary, scary thought. I mean, it's probably the most peaceful way to go, but it's scary knowing that you could go to sleep and not even wake up. So there's some people that would stay up all night um, just to avoid going to sleep. But, you know, sleep always wins. Okay, this shit is long as fuck. I'm not even going to read this shit. But uh, it's the fear. Uh, number 46 is the fear of Friday the 13th as a uh, bad luck, uh, bad luck day. Uh, whether it's the movie Friday the 13th or just going back to uh, much further history of the number 13. There are some people that will not go outside on Friday the 13th. And they will avoid every superstition on that day possible. But yeah, I'm not reading that. That shit long as fuck. It almost sounds like a city in Russia. But it's long. Um, if you want to look up what is the phobia behind Friday the 13th, Google is your best friend. Uh, number 45, potophobia. The fear of feet. I've never heard of anybody afraid of feet, but I've heard of people who have foot fetishes. So, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of weird with the feet thing. Um, no, actually, no, no. Let me read this a little bit more. It might make sense. Some people fear touching or looking at feet, even their own. Now, some people don't like their feet touched, not even when it comes to foreplay. My wife loves her foot touch because she loves when I massage her foot. But there are, I guess you can, I guess in some instances, you know, people don't want to have, you know, don't look at my toes, don't look at my feet kind of deal. No, I, I get that. I just don't know anyone who has that particular phobia. Now, this next one, number 44, panophobia, the fear of everything or the fear that terrible things will happen. I think that also ties into anxiety. Like I, I, I get little bouts of anxiety and, you know, every time I go to work, I always think of the worst possible things that can happen. I never think of the good stuff. I always think of the worst things that can happen. Um, but this is to a point where you probably don't even want to go outside kind of deal because you think that perhaps once you walk out that door, something stupid is going to happen. I mean, that can happen regardless. More than likely it won't. But, you know, it depends on, it depends on the system. It depends on the program um, and the simulation I guess we live in. Uh, let's see. This next one, number 43, lepidoterophobia. Uh, the fear of butterflies. Come on, man. How can you fear a butterfly? They're beautiful. But you know what? I guess that ties into kind of like the fear of the moth. Because, I mean, they are somewhat related. Um, but, yeah, that's a thing. And it says, and often most winged insects. So it's not just limited to um, moths or butterflies. The other things that just tend to fly. Uh, number 42, atomophobia, the fear of bugs and insects, which is also related to arachnophobia, which they made a movie about. Um, the fear of bugs and insects. I think that's something that originates when you're young. But it's funny because kids love playing in the dirt and picking up bugs and trying to eat them. And yeah, somebody will have to do something really cruel to you with bugs to where you are like no shit afraid of bugs. Uh, number 41. Uh, Jephyrophobia, the fear of bridges, even crossing the smallest ones. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, you know the best way to get over that fear? Hop your ass in the car and go cross the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and Tunnel. It's miles of bridge. It's almost like you're crossing an ocean. I mean, I can understand that. Um, especially if you're crossing a very long bridge, like the Golden Gate Bridge or that one bridge in San Francisco or, again, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and Tunnel. Um, I can totally see that because it almost seems like it's endless where there's a chance, oh, 
you know, the bridge might fall. I might fall into the water kind of deal. Or if you're walking one of those nice little bridges where that sway left and right, uh, you might be afraid of that too. I mean, I can understand that shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, number 40, emetophobia, the fear of vomiting. Ding, 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 ding. That is so me. Just the thought of nauseousness and vomiting. I, there's times where I ate so much and I had to stop. Because I, 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 I swear to God, I may have only thrown up in my life, no shit, about 10 times. No more than that, if that, you know, 10 times. Okay? I hate the idea of throwing up. It's just, it's awful. It's like your whole insides is just coming out. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't stand that either. I wouldn't say that's a phobia, though. No, but I, I, I sometimes think about that. Uh, this next one, number 39, triskydecophobia. Um, the fear of the number 13. Again, that's associated with the other um, phobia of like Friday the 13th. Ooh, 13's bad. Yeah. Uh, number 38, uh, philophobia. <coughs> Ooh, this one's good though. Philophobia, not, it's, not, it's not the fear of Philadelphia, okay? It's actually the fear of love. Being scared of falling in love or emotions. These people like this exist every damn day. There's guys out there that just go and screw around. And just afraid of falling in love and commitment. Women, same deal. This just has to do with the with the idea of falling in love. Because a lot of us don't really think that uh, we'll fall in love someday. That was me growing up. So unassuring of myself and low self-esteem. I, I, it wasn't a phobia, but I was just like, yo, what if I actually do fall in love? Like, that's scary. Um, but there are people like that. And it also can be just the commitment issues as well. Don't really see this much of a phobia, okay, of falling in love. I, I think it's just misconceptions and one person's understanding of love and commitment and whether or not they see themselves doing it. Pretty interesting, though. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of like an oxymoron in a sense. Uh, number 37, phobophobia. Uh, the fear of fear. The fear of being afraid, apparently. Uh, the thought of being afraid of objects and situations. That's, that's different. I've, I've never heard of that. Um, the fear of fear. That actually makes like a nice little uh, movie title, if you will. The fear of fear. Now playing in IMAX. The fear of fear. Yeah, that sounds like some shit like that. Um, <laughs> number thirty-six, agoraphobia. The fear of men, ladies. Yeah, just like there was the one, the fear of women, gynophobia. There's one, uh, for you ladies, androphobia. The fear of men, usually seen in younger females, but it can also affect adults. Um. Now, being a fear, being a fear, uh, fearing men can go back to a lot of childhood traumas. Uh, maybe your dad was a hard ass. Um, something really terrible happened to you by a man uh, without getting into detail. Um, just something of that nature, something with men um, in, in, in the case where women would fear a man. And it's not usually in a good situation either that that fear would come about. But that's actually a thing. OK, and it, and it may sound a little different than, let's say, a man fearing a woman, but it, they kind of fall in line because guess what? Um, and, the, and when it comes to sexual assault, where I can see that fear coming from, men get sexually assaulted by women too. And I can see where that fear of women with gyne gy uh, gynophobia could come from. Same thing with women with this one. Um, it could be the same way, androphobia. Um, but yeah, I, can, that, I don't know anybody personally with that, but it, it exists. All right, I'm at number 35. I'm going to rock it all the way past 30 minutes for this one because I don't want to stretch this 30. Um, I don't want to you know, do a part three to this. Um, number 35, nyctophobia, the fear of darkness. 
Okay, understandable. This is why night lights exist. Um, being afraid of the dark or the night is common for kids. Yeah, that's why they came out with night lights so that kids can uh, rest easy knowing that there's not a monster under the bed or or whatever kids think about the dark. Okay, and that's usually, um, you know, when a kid sleeps in the dark for the first time where they start understanding a couple of things and they're like, oh, I don't like this shit. It's dark as fuck. When you're a baby, though, you know, a brand new newborn, you sleep quite often. Everything still seems dark. Once you start getting a little older, like one, two, three years old, you're like, I don't like this shit. I want to see things. And then, you know, kids are nosy. They want to see what's going on and, you know, curious. Um, but yeah, common, um, a common fix for that is usually a nightlight. Easy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number 34, globophobia, the fear of balloons. I could totally see that. I mean, that could even be tied into the fear of clowns because clowns and balloons kind of go together. Okay, it says uh, they should be fun, but not for phobics. Now, balloons, I think for some people, too, I think it's just the popping of balloons. I think that's what really scares people about balloons is that they pop. Or the fact, like, how do they float like that? Or why are they shape like that? You know, there are, there's a phobia out there that people are afraid of shapes. I'm pretty sure I might come across that phobia on this list. Uh, number 33, uh... Metastasiophobia, the fear of change. That's everyone. Everybody fears change. Not quite. Actually, let me roll that back. Some people embrace change. Some people are afraid of change because uh, change is unpredictable. Where you, you, you feel something's going to happen, something's going to change, and you're wondering whether or not it's for the greater or if it's for the good or bad of things. Um, the fear of the unknown that really kind of falls into. That's why people kind of bug out when it comes to like new laws being written out or new neighbors move in and they just start flipping out like, what is this? I'm not used to this because people are so into the, what they call the status quo. And then something changes like, oh shit. May not necessarily be a phobia, but there are some cases, I guess, of people that this shit is so deep rooted that it is a phobia because it wouldn't be on this list. Uh, let's see. Uh, Next one, number 32, um, the fear of cats. Mm, yeah, I could totally see somebody fear of, afraid of a fucking cat. Uh, those motherfuckers could be vicious. I got scratched by a cat a couple of times. I'm not afraid of them. You know, and it's just like that look that cats give you. You know, dogs, they give you like puppy eye looks. They're, they're very expression-filled animals as far as the face. Cats just got that one stare that you can't quite decipher whether they're happy they're sad, they're upset, you can't quite tell. And I think that's why some people are afraid of cats because they can't just read them as well as they can read a dog. Okay, uh, let's see. Hmm. Number 31 is theophobia, the fear of God. Yeah, when they, somebody say, y'all put the fear of God in you. Um, probably not in that aspect, but um, irrational fear of God or religion. Well, because... This is a phobia I think that's more tied into people that don't believe in God or to, to, um, to tend to be an atheist where they're like, yo, I don't believe in God. I don't think he's real. But deep down, they could potentially be like, yo, what if he is real? But I'm going to choose not to believe him so I won't have to fear him or whatever your reasoning for being an atheist is, which is fine. You have that right. However, though, um, the fear of God, I guess, is being afraid of the unknown, the unseen, the unheard. Now, God, if you believe in God, can be seen and heard. You see what happens around you naturally. You may not see him in the physical human sense, but you can see what he's capable of in a natural sense. 
if that makes sense for some of my um people who believe in God out there. Um, but yeah, when somebody said they put the fear of God in you, that's why that's the first thing I thought. But uh, no, it's not the case. This shit right here, I think a lot of people have a little bout of this. Uh, number 30, uh, achievement phobia, the fear of success, which is the opposite of the fear of failure. You know, we do a lot of things and we fear success because we don't either think we're going to be successful or we don't know how to handle the success when it comes. There's a lot of people that become successful and have no idea what to do with it because it either comes really, really fast or it comes when you don't expect it or you just didn't plan ahead to like, what if I become successful? What am I going to do with myself? What am I going to do with my fame? What am I going to do with my money? No, you never really think about that. So when it hits or before it hits, you're just, you're just wondering. You're just like afraid. You're, 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 you're anxious. You're overthinking what your success may be and how you're going to deal with it. And number 29, bassophobia, the fear of falling. Some may even refuse to walk or stand up. That could be for somebody who's also elderly too. Um, they have a bout where they slip in a tub. And it's just like, man, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid to go take a shower. I'm afraid to go do this because I fear I'm going to fall again. I, I can totally see that. Uh, number 28, viaphobia, the fear of driving. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that could be from a previous trauma of car crashes. Um, perhaps you knowing someone dear and close that, that, that perished in a car crash and you're like, don't even want to take that chance. Or you're just afraid of other drivers and what they may do. And stuff like that. I absolutely love driving. I am the complete opposite of this phobia right here. Um, but I can totally see someone being afraid to drive. And that would affect them deeply in life on their day to day. You know, where if they relied on driving to go to work, but now they are afraid to drive, how are they going to get to work? You know, especially if you don't live in the city where you're not, you know, you don't have access to uh, public transportation. Hmm. Think about that for a second. Uh, number 27. Very common phobia, I think, amongst a lot of people in particular places. Xenophobia, the fear of the unknown, fearing anything or anyone that is strange or foreign. I think I'm somewhat of a xenophobe in a sense that um, I have somewhat the fear of the unknown, but I've gotten better with it. I don't fear change in a neighborhood where new people coming in uh, from different places. No, 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 no. But the fear of the unknown, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I used to, like, worry about that shit so much, but... <clears throat> excuse me but i've gotten better with it for sure i'm not reading this one this one is probably as like 26 letters long um it's the fear of long words and this shit is really a long word in itself i challenge you to go on google and type up the phobia behind the fear of long words i think that fear comes from let's say for example you're in school back in school uh your public school days and you basically have to read <laughs> Then you're sometimes like you see a big word coming up in a sentence and you're just like, oh, my God, I got to read that. And then the fear of attempting to read that word and then somebody laughing at you. That I can see where that phobia comes from. But damn, the word itself to describe the phobia is fucking long. I'm not even going to read that. That's giving me the phobia right now. Just even looking at that. So look it up yourself. Uh, number 25, gamma phobia, the fear of commitment. Or sticking with someone to the end. That goes back to the fear of love. Um, some people feel like when they stick with one person and they're committed, they're missing out on so many other things, so many other people, that they have to sit there and wake up to the same person every day, do the same thing with this person every day. No, that's a beautiful thing. But I will say this. Not everyone is wired for marriage. I need people to understand that. Not everybody is wired for marriage. 
Okay. I know like uh, people, they'd be like, well, why you don't get married and find the right one? It's not for everyone because if that's the case, everyone would get married. No, absolutely not. Um, this next one, uh, hemophobia, the fear of blood. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Somebody get a, a cut or something or uh, somebody that they know get hurt. They freak the fuck out. I, one of my cousins did that where um, somebody got hurt and she just flipped the fuck out. She's like, oh, my God, she's injured. But, you know, she's a kid at the time. Uh, but <laughs> like the fear of blood, just the, the, the thought of it, people faint when they see blood, it, depending on the situation too, or even just a little drop of blood, people faint. So, um, that's definitely, um, yeah, that's definitely a phobia. I'm surprised it's not like one of the top 10, but it's a phobia. Uh, number 23, autophobia. This is not the fear of cars. This is the fear of abandonment and being abandoned by someone else. This is a phobia. I think again, that's most associated with the elderly. Because there are people that sit there, drop their uh, elderly parents off at a nursing home and be like, Mom, I love you. Thanks for everything. I think you're better off here. Let my kid or something at some point in life drop me off at a, a retirement home. You see what happened. You ain't doing that shit. Not that there's anything wrong with retirement homes. It's just not for everyone. Okay? And some people don't want to lose that sense of independence, especially on their last days. Uh, number 22, aquaphobia. The fear of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's also associated with the fear of drowning. But if you got aquaphobia just because, you know, you don't want to wash up. Oh, hell no. You are going to wash up, my friend. Even if I have to slap you a couple of times to do so, you will wash up. I don't give a fuck. Now, I don't know how you can get over that phobia of uh, not being able to, you know, being afraid of water. Maybe perhaps you can clean yourself with wipes. But, you know, that only takes you so far. You got to wash up at some point. But I think for some people, it's deeper, um, like getting into a pool or getting into the ocean or some body of water, okay? And that could be associated, again, with the fear of drowning. Uh, number 21, anthropophobia, the fear of people. Mm. That could also be tied to anti-socialism, anti, uh, being anti-social, basically. Um, yeah, the fear of people. It's sad because we're, we're like seven, almost eight billion people deep in this world. You're going to come across someone at some point. Um, unless you plan on living off the grid, if you will. Uh, let's see. Uh, number 21, anthropophobia, the fear. Um, I'm sorry, that was the one. Um, yeah, the fear of people. I just read that one. Um, trypanophobia, the fear of needles. My God. Yeah, that's any kid when they're younger. That was definitely me. Now I can take needles with no problem because, you know, in the army, you are subjected to a lot of needles. Um, but when you're a kid, though, oh, God. Yeah, that shit is not fun, okay? So, um, yeah, the fear of needles. Definitely, um, I can see even adults still afraid of needles. Uh, number 19, aphenophobia, uh, the fear of intimacy. The fear of being touched and loved. Hmm. Now, this, that, that phobia can also be tied to... Um, Potentially even like um, child molestation, like kids being touched when they're young and, you know, they don't understand what the fuck's going on and they understand, they figure out they don't want to be touched by anyone in that instance. That's the only way I could see that particular phobia tied to something like that, something traumatic of that point. There's people who were younger that's been molested and abused and they don't, they have a very hard time being intimate and being in relationships because of what happened. 
Um, so if you are somebody that, that has this phobia, it might even be something even deeper than the phobia. If so, you have to go back to that person's past to kind of figure out why that is the case. Uh, number 18, um, encyclophobia. Um, Enoclophobia, the fear of crowds. Mm, I will say I get a little anxious around crowds, okay? When it's crowded, you know, my heart rate starts to race a little bit. I, I'm not diagnosed with this, but um, I, I there's times where I do, like, my blood pressure, whatever, elevates when I'm around crowds. Uh, I used to be really, really bad before, but as I'm getting older, a lot of these fears and stuff are starting to subside with me. Um, but if you're one of those people that don't like crowds, perhaps this is the phobia that is associated with you. Oh, real quick. I just hit 40 minutes. This episode is perhaps going to be the longest fucking episode of my podcast. But let's move right along, guys. <laughs> Number 17, um, electrophobia, the fear of chickens, people. You may have this phobia of chickens make you panic. I mean, they're fast. They are the direct descendants of dinosaurs, and they peck the fuck out of you. But if you catch it and cook it right, it tastes delicious with 11 herbs and spices. But yes, uh, electrophobia is a phobia where people are afraid of chickens. Now, if you're living on a farm or somewhere rural, you should not have this phobia. Okay, now, unless something traumatic happened with you and the chicken, where it pecked the fuck out of you, maybe as a kid, um, then I can totally see this. But yeah. Uh, number 16, orythophobia, the fear of birds. Mm, I can see that. Individuals suffering from this may only fear certain species. Not necessarily you fear a parakeet, but it could be like a crow, uh, a pigeon, because pigeons, especially in New York, can be pretty ruthless. Um, yeah, but uh, they could be pretty ruthless. Or something of like a parrot or, or God knows, a buzzard. Something not common or something not loved. Uh, number 15, um, atysophobia, the fear of failure. This is me, and I honestly don't think I have a phobia of this, but I do. Have, I am afraid to try certain things because of the fear of failure, rejection, or whatever. Um, this is definitely me to a point, though. I don't think it's to a phobic point, but a point to where I know for a fact I'm afraid to try something. And it does hold me back, and I think it did hold me back from a lot of things, but I have not been clinically diagnosed with that. Uh, monophobia, number 14, is the fear of uh, being alone. Mm. Now, growing up, I was not very lucky with the ladies. I didn't have a fear of being alone, but I just had that dread that nobody likes me. I will never get married. I'm not handsome enough. You know, that whole blah, 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 coming of age. I'm not too sure of myself type story. Uh, number 13, glossophobia, the fear of public speaking. I think that's anyone that is afraid to stand up in front of a, the class and and I think that's something that goes back to childhood. Um, let's say you got to present a project or read something out loud in front of the class. Um, or, or you're one of those fortunate kids that had to read out a love letter in front of the class because you got caught passing it over to Patty, right? And then you're just like, oh, shit, hey, you get caught, you got to read it in front of the class. And I think any kid that has to do that probably will never want to speak in front of someone ever again. Uh, let's see here. We're moving right along. We're almost done, people. We're almost done. Uh, uh, number 12, thanatophobia, the fear of death. Even talking about death can be hard. I think we all have a fear of dying, especially since we don't know when it's going to happen. It can happen anytime. It can happen when you go to sleep. Okay, now, the best thing, I guess, to, to, to bypass that 
it's just going out and keeping yourself occupied and busy. Um, loathing and you know just not doing anything can definitely bring that kind of thought to mind. So keeping yourself busy, um, yeah, just keep yourself busy. You won't, and you know, you think less and less of it. Um, carcinophobia, the fear of cancer. Um, people will develop extreme diets to prevent this. Now, this I can understand, especially from a family. If you're coming from a family that has a well-known case of trace of cancer, okay, um, that definitely could be the case. And you, you know, might want to exercise a little bit more caution uh, to prevent cancer. Now, I'm not saying you are going to get it. These things can skip generations. But in the event you may possibly carry it, you'll do whatever it takes to make sure it don't happen. Now, this one, number 10. I'm down to the last 10. Now, this one here does trip people out. And it's, it is kind of a creepy phobia. Uh, Tripophobia. Uh, the fear of holes. Okay, like certain holes, certain patterns in like whatever. Yeah, that... I will say that's kind of creepy. Like looking at a wasp nest and looking at those weird little holes and, and stuff like that and flanges. It is kind of weird. Uh, I don't have that phobia, but nonetheless, um, I've seen many a meme where people were just like freaking out over it. And I can imagine a, a tripophobia looking at this um, and just freaking the fuck out. Number nine, aerophobia, the fear of flying. Says here 25 million Americans share fear of flying. I love flying. I absolutely love flying, but for some people, they don't like flying, and they will do whatever it takes to make sure wherever they're going, they don't have to fly, but what if you got to go overseas? You can't take Greyhound overseas. Um, some people even drown out their fear in alcohol and go to sleep during the flight, so they don't have to hear or see anything that's going on. Understandable. All right, um, number eight, misophobia, the fear of germs. My man, Howie Mandel, is one of the most misophobic people out there now howie mandel uh you guys know him as a voice actor and who wants to be a millionaire or no deal or no deal i'm sorry and um he shaves his head ball he says he has no type of body hair on him he is a very big germaphobe and it took years for people to like actually shake his hand because even on a game show if you go back and watch deal or no deal this man would not shake anyone's hand and if he do shake someone's hand it's the most disgusting look he ever had on his face um but yeah, these people do exist. Um, of course, number seven, claustrophobia, the fear of small spaces, followed by number six, the fear of thunder and lightning, astrophobia. That is me. That is what brought on this episode. Okay, it was just me being an astrophobe. And I came up with this episode on a, on a day of lightning. So yeah. Now, number five, xenophobia, the fear of dogs, everything from small poodles to great Danes. Number four, agoraphobia, the fear of open or crowded spaces. Number three, acrophobia, the fear of heights. Totally can see that. Number two, ophidiophobia, the fear of snakes. And the number one phobia, arachnophobia, the fear of spiders. It says here it affects women four times more at 48% and 12% men are afraid of spiders. Can you believe that? I can believe that, but I also can't believe that I went well over 30 minutes on this episode. So yeah, that's the top 100 phobia list um, <laughs> um, that people are afraid of. In other words, listen, people, life is scary, okay? Anything can happen to you, everything around you, because we're still trying to understand how this life works. We're still trying to understand how this world works, okay? And also, it's upbringing and your understanding about what's going on and what people are teaching you about the things around you. Sometimes we got to just figure shit out on our own. 
and then you know other things you know we're taught but um yeah life is fearful but life can be fun okay we're afraid of everything i don't care how tough you think you are or how big and bad you think you are you're afraid of something you may not show it you may not tell it but you are definitely afraid of something okay me i was an astrophobe i must have like out of that list of a hundred things I probably was, I probably in some way, shape, or form suffered from like maybe five or six of them. Yeah. And it is what it is. Like I said, my, my bout of astrophobia um, was the reason for this episode. So now you know a little bit about me, but I've made tremendous strides in dealing with thunderstorms. And lately we've had quite a few fucking thunderstorms out here lately here in Tennessee. So um, I've come a long way. And like I said, the army kind of shook me out of that core of that particular phobia. But anyway, hey, today, making history, this is now the longest episode on my list. Now, tomorrow, or whenever the next episode is, is the last episode of season nine, which is going to be the top 10 episodes, thanks to you guys and my analytics, what's the top 10 episodes of my show? And you'll be surprised if you faithfully follow my show, which ones are actually top 10. All right, so hey, thanks again for listening to this podcast. I can't, I can't thank everybody enough. And again, if you go see Oppenheimer or Barbie or both as Barbenheimer, enjoy it. Especially if you go see Oppenheimer, you're going to you're gonna love it. Um, I may give a review episode before I shut off for a couple of weeks on Oppenheimer and Barbie. We'll see. I got a lot of topics lined up um, that's been popping up lately. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. In the meanwhile, um, it's Friday. I'm chilling. My wife is going to come home from work. And, you know, she we're going to get ready to go see Barbie. So, yeah, <laughs> you can go ahead and play Aqua Girl or Aqua 21, whoever the fucking uh, group is that sing that Barbie song from back in the day. You can rock that out in your car um, and go see Barbie, but also go have fun. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Mind podcast. We're almost done with season 10 and we're almost close to the dreaded hiatus. All right. Have a good one. Ciao. Thank you.